welcome to the Disruptance Podcast. Here are your hosts, Eric Forney and Michael Bounds. Mike, every week we aim to disrupt the way real estate agents and entrepreneurs think about their business in order to be more profitable and productive. And this week, I want to disrupt the way you think about the concept of working smart. You know, we hear all the time that you should work smarter, not harder. And that sounds really cute. But I want to talk about the fourth wealthiest person in the world, Warren Buffett. He has an average net worth right now of $88 billion. And $70 billion of that came after he qualified for Social Security in his mid-60s. He's 90 years old, and he's known as one of the greatest investors in history. And yet the real key to his success is that he's been laser-focused and hardworking for three quarters of a century. So the fourth wealthiest person in the world at $88 billion has been investing and working hard for three quarters of a century And that makes me question the concept of working smarter versus working harder. In fact, he didn't wake up wealthy. He started investing when he was a fifth grader. He was 10 years old when he started investing. And uh, he was always a young hustler. In fact, at six years old, he sold gum and Coca-Cola. And at 13, he hustled newspapers and magazines. He managed to save the equivalent of $53,000 before he turned 20 years old. And so... What I want to know, Mike, is, is Warren Buffett the product of working hard or working smart? Is it talent or is it time on task? I think it's time on ta- it's time on task and talent. So um, have you guys read The Outliers, Malcolm Gladwell? I have not. Dude, that's a great book. You should read that book. Anyway, it's about it's about this exact thing. So time on task. When you're five years old and you're doing something over and over again, you end up being pretty good at it, especially when people, if he's doing it at five, at five years old, and the most people don't get into investing and (laughs) doing things like that until what? At least. So let's say usually thirties. Okay. Right. So he's got, he's got, he's got 25 years on 30 year olds. That's right. So in fact, if Buffett operated like a snowflake, he may have spent his 20s exploring the world to find his passion and find himself, right? And then by 30 years old, he, maybe he would invest the like $2,500 or so that he'd saved each year along the way um, for a total of $25,000 in his early 30s. If he was 60 and opted to retire, like most Americans, his net worth would actually be $11 million, so that's a pretty yeah. sizable retirement. Don't get me wrong. But if he still was world-class at investing like he is at his annualized rate of return, if he had been a, a traveling identity seeker and then retired, he would have $11 million at 60 years old. And that's 99.9% less than his $88 billion that we admire him for. Yeah. I don't know. I don't have $88 billion. I don't even know what that (laughs) even means. (laughs) What's interesting is, so if you think about how this conversation shapes itself, right, it's always work harder or work smarter. Right. Um, And what you said is do both. I think we're missing something. It's a mindset. Okay. And so we all like doing both is, is perfect. Right. Um, Unfortunately doing both is oftentimes um, not highly probable. And that's because, um, 
yeah. being smart and working hard is a very unique um, set of talents when extrapolated over yeah. 75 years like Buffett has done. What's interesting is Buffett has annually uh, gained 22% through um, his compounded um, return on investment for the last 75 years. And yet he's actually not the best um, investor. In fact, there's a hedge fund manager, Jim Simmons, right now, who has compounded an annualized return of 66% since 1988. And Jim Simmons has a net worth of $24 billion, which is um, 70, which is only like 75% less than what Warren Buffett has. He's getting three times the rate of return that Warren Buffett is getting, and yet he has 75% less money than Warren Buffett does because his money has only compounded for half the time that Warren Buffett has. His work, time on task, is half of what Warren Buffett has, which makes him 75% less net worth, and yet he has three times the amount of annualized return. It really makes me question the concept of working harder and working smarter. We've glorified this idea that working smart and having balance is what we should seek. And what it what it makes me wonder is, have we done so at the um, expense of hard work? Okay. Okay. Uh, perhaps. I feel like there's a lot of people out there. I remember having a conversation with uh, a new agent and they want to raise. And the last one-on-one meeting I had with them, uh, a, a raise as far as a split. Um, and the last conversation I had with them is you got to make more phone calls. You have to do set more appointments. You have to, if you want to get a raise, you have to, and they were more worried about working me than working hard, if that makes sense. So I, I do feel that. I feel that people feel they take the work smarter part and they forgot that you got to work. Where does that come from? I don't know if it's a cultural thing. Like everybody's gotten, um, you know, trophies as kids. I don't know. But the hardest part that I notice, like I, I feel like I'm a hard worker, but I don't really feel like I work hard, if that makes sense. I just feel like when I look at, you know, people around me, people just, they're not there. They're just not working hard like and they feel like they should have all the rewards of someone who's out there just you know grinding and and maybe the maybe the challenge becomes is what does hard work look like because it, from my perspective is hard work doesn't always have to look like hard work right it doesn't have to be um in the fields yeah. or swinging a hammer or doing something that physically is hard work to me hard work is time on task over time without the um, entitlement of believing that you're due an outcome. It's the concept of delayed gratification. It's continuing to do the focused actions time and time again with the anticipation of getting the desired outcome, knowing that the desired outcome does not show up immediately after taking action. It's no different than me wanting to have a six-pack doing crunches and going home from the gym and looking in the mirror only to be disgruntled about the fact that the six pack didn't show up. We understand conceptually that we have to continue to do the work um, at, at the gym if we want the outcome. And yet somehow the concept of hard work and outcomes is somehow become lost in the employment arena. I tell people all the time, everybody wants to lose weight 
but nobody wants to go to the gym. <laughs> Look, you got to go to the gym. You, and it takes time. And we as humans, we have a bad ability. We, we can't, we see in the moment and we don't necessarily see the results. And that's what this, that's what's going on. Like people want immediate gratification and if they don't get it, they quit. Hey guys, I wanted to interrupt this podcast. This place, this DR Horton model we're in is sweet. If you haven't experienced DR Horton recently, they're brand new to Indianapolis, but they are America's largest builder. You have to check them out. DR Horton, America's largest builder. And so the problem with that that I see is that um, what's one of the challenges that I've that I've noticed is this concept of like being happy. And, and being happy at work or being fulfilled or the idea of chasing your passion or the concept of um, putting something, putting a, a fixed amount of time on the task and then getting a raise or getting um, a different outcome. The challenge with that is that um, the, the, the implication or what is, what is implied or what is heard from a lot of people is that somehow um, they don't have to make the same degree of sacrifice in order to get the outcome that comes with hard work. Hard work is the leading action that begets the result. And somewhere that's become lost. And part of it is I think that it makes us feel good. It's the participation trophy of of adult life in that happiness is not an entitlement. Happiness is the byproduct of a certain set of activities that generate the chemical response of happiness. It is not something that we go out in the wilderness and seek and hope to find. It's, it's a byproduct of a set of predetermined activities that generate the chemical release of, of happiness. And that's lost in the workplace or so it seems. It totally does. And I, it, so what you're saying, let me distill that. Thank We're you. constantly you do such a good job of this. By yeah, the way. I'm, thank you. Man. <laughs> like, I'm like, man, you're totally geeking out right now. I know what you're saying. though. <laughs> I need a translator from time to time, but yeah, it's, 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 it's true. So we are constantly chasing the, we have these, these hormones and we're constantly chasing those. And if, if we, if we're chasing the wrong ones, that's our why. And another thing is if I like what I do, if I'm passionate about what I do, when I'm doing it, it doesn't seem like work. That's right. So then as I'm doing it, I'm on, I can stay on task because it's something that I love to do. If that makes any sense. That's right. So people don't, I look at, because I was an athlete, I look at, I draw parallels between running a real estate team and then being on a sports team. And, you know, if I like playing basketball, I don't mind picking up playing basketball. I play every day. And then guess what? I get good. But did you like the practice of basketball? Did you like to run sprints? I liked playing basketball. And if you like if you like playing basketball, then you will start saying, "Okay, to get better at playing basketball. Okay, now I get pretty good at basketball. Okay, in order to refine these skills, okay, I'm willing to refine my craft and do it. Okay, I don't necessarily like those things, but I really like doing this thing. 
Do you see what I'm saying? And yeah. it just creates so this it's sacrifice. So you yeah. understood that in order to get better, you had to sacrifice something in order to accomplish it. Absolutely. It wasn't necessarily that you could be a, that by um, osmosis and by thinking smarter about basketball, you could become a better basketball player. Right. I, well, if anybody knows the way I'm built, I'm not built like <laughs> a basketball player. So just to let y'all know, and he mentioned six pack, and I was thinking keg. So, <laughs> like, yo, so I'm, I'm, I'm more of a football. I played football, yeah. Uh, but yeah, absolutely. The I've just feel like there's aspects. I, I played football in high school and college. Like there was aspects of the game that I absolutely hated. But they allowed me to go out and do the thing that I love to do. So then that it allowed me to get really good at playing ba- or football. I wasn't a very good basketball player, but but interestingly though, what I what I hear though is you you still had to do the work and make sacrifices that weren't necessarily the enjoyable parts of the game. It's incremental. Yeah, and I think that that's unfortunately one of the things that's lost at times with some people in the in the in the work world is that especially when it comes to you know the business that we're in with real estate is that you know real estate has been a glamorized business and that um, you you watch it on TV or you see it as the consumer and you see the best parts of it. Yeah, you know you see the showings, you see the. Um, the closings and that's really about it you that you see as a consumer and and so oftentimes i think people get into the industry thinking that it is um, a lot of fun and play yeah and the reality of it is is that's merely a minor minor fraction of the actual job or the yeah, work itself two percent like yeah <laughs> it's and, very little of and it. so the job itself is actually work yeah like every other business that makes you a professional is there's work work. involved. It's hard work. There's volatility. There are challenges. There are are a never ending list of problems that need to be solved. And, um, and those things require a lot of time on task. They require focus. They require getting better and managing for the outcome. And what I think is lost is that that's all work. Yeah. And unfortunately, um, I'm not sure if everyone thinks that that being a professional is something that requires hard work. And yet what I think I heard you say is that um, make more phone calls, do more work, do more of the focused activity that you can control in order to get um, the result or the outcome that you desire. And uh, unfortunately, I think that uh, right now, oftentimes that can be lost on a lot of people and that's blurred by the concept of working smarter. Right. So I, part of that, um, in the, in this, this person's circumstances, there's people that have a scarcity mindset and abundance mindset. So I have an abundance mindset. I do not mind overpaying somebody who's talented, um, because I'm, you know, they, it multiplies. So the, the, the point that I was trying to get to, to this person is like, look, if you're making the phone calls, you're setting appointments and you're writing contracts, you're going to be happy with our split because yeah. you're going to make more money. So otherwise you need to, you know, go away and you can have a hundred percent somewhere, <laughs> somewhere else. Uh, but the, the point to outliers is, is it, they talked about Steve Jobs and they talked about Bill Gates and Bill Gates was a young computer programmer and he was programming. He was in a situation where he was able to program at a very young age before computers were even even yeah. uh, he was the only high school in America that had a computer. Yeah. 
I mean, so that gave Bill Gates an advantage That's to right. go in and be on task before anybody else. He had a head start. Yeah. So if you want, you're right. You do have to work hard. You do have to work smart, but you have to be consistent and the cumulative effort. I make phone calls every day. One day I may not talk to anybody. That stinks. But the next day I might set five appointments. And then over a week I'll set 20 or however many appointments. Yeah. And so if you just do it one time, then you've lost. Yeah. So I think that's where the problem is. It's like people aren't willing to see the incremental steps blocking and tackling. Yeah. And unfortunately, Mike, you know, you can't blame people for, um, thinking that chasing after the high um, investment return or their the high split or the high dollar, the high ticket item, you can't blame them for thinking that that's the quickest way to getting wealthy. The, the downside though is, is that it's just not. And it's that's not. because um, the game of life has a price. And one of the, uh, one of the price tags involved in the game of life is that it is focused work compounded over time, every time. And so becoming wealthy or becoming a better person, a better business owner, isn't exclusively about getting the highest amount of return on everything you do. Because the problem is that things that are of a high return or with a really high output is they're one-offs. Oftentimes they can't be repeated. Mark Zuckerberg can't go out and reinvent a Facebook. Right. Therefore, his high return, he has to now focus on in order to compound time um, over time in order to get a high return or a high growth of wealth. And that's how the compounding price of life works is that as we focus on something um, that we want to have a better than average result and we do it over a long period of time, we end up um, at the end of the day becoming joyful and having work and adventure with a life that is um, meant to be savored yeah. instead of meant to be won in small increments where we don't have to pay the price of sacrifice. Sadly, sacrifice or compromise uh, is something that is to be paid by everyone when we look at focused work. You know, um, people see where you are and they don't see how you got there and they don't. It's funny. I tell literally tell people what I do. And they won't do it. <laughs> yeah, of they course. won't do it because yeah. it's not sexy. They see the touchdowns. Yeah. They don't see the offensive lineman, you know, black blocking. Uh, yeah. And so that's the hard part. Like you just like I tell people, this is what I do. I do it every day. I work really hard and they just won't do it. Yeah. Kobe Bryant got up and went to the gym every morning before everyone else. Right. And uh, he's and, the last one there, too. That's right. And and seemed to work out pretty well for him. And he didn't. It did. I bet you it didn't even really seem like work to him. Like no. he just it was either a routine or he had a really huge why or I don't know, or a combination of that. Um, and he just loved what he did. And and that's another example. He got into the league. He came straight out of high school. So he had another couple of years where he got to grow and got to play at the highest level versus coming up in college. And it, it took his game to another level. Yeah. I mean, when he was 12, he scored no points in, in, the, in the like rec league that he played in. Yeah. And then um, – seven years later is drafted into the NBA. And so uh, we know that hard work is actually um, 
what wins over the long run comparative to quote unquote smart work. The sad part is, is that we've um, glorified smart work over hard work um, and, and thinking that to your point that success is sexy. And the reality is, is that success uh, is oftentimes not at all sexy. It's, it's almost always found through sweat rather than through sex appeal. And so, you know, it's interesting, Mike, we were talking before we went on, um, we've gotten away from these like parables of, of somehow of life, um, that, you know, are oftentimes brought in from, um, religious faith. And so I was looking, there's a couple of different, um, proverbs that I ran across in, in thinking about this concept of work. And one from Proverbs 12 is the, those who work the land will have abundant food and those who chase vanity fantasies have no sense. 